you for some situation you must soon encounter. God is so faithful that by the Holy Spirit, He will release a special word to minister to your current and your upcoming need. And I pray tonight that as we hear from Genesis 15, something in the word will minister to your current need and prepare you and give you strength for any future challenge you may have. I was surprised to learn that this phrase, the word of the Lord came to such and such, occurs 239 times in the Old Testament. And here in Genesis 15:1 is the first place it occurs. And the word of the Lord came to Abram. There are 113 occurrences in Ezekiel and Jeremiah alone. When you read those prophets, again and again you will see it written. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. And the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. The frequency of, frequency of this statement in Scripture indicates that God is busy spending time in sending out his word, his message to the hearts of his servants and his people who believe. The word of the Lord came and it is still coming to preachers, to teachers, to witnesses, and to all who are truly abiding in Christ. The messages we preach originate with the word of the Lord coming to us. Thank God, praise God for his great way in working uh, through his servants in order that he may minister to you, his people. In Genesis 15:1, the word of the Lord came to Abram and he really needed it at that particular time. Um, he had just driven off four armies with a mere 318 household servants and a few friends. He rescued his nephew Lot and took back all that the enemy had stolen from them. No doubt, as he reflected over the victory, as reality set in, Abram entertained the fleeting thought of a possible second attack from these defeated kings. Would he be able to pull it off again a second time? He needed to hear from God. He needed a word from God, assurance, comfort, and every support. For many times when one wins a victory, one rejoices over the victory, but then suddenly they wonder, will this happen again? Will I get through it again? Will I get the victory again? God always gives us the victory. Thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph. So the word of the Lord came to him in that hour of need. God is aware of all we are going through. And he will give us that word in season. That timely word. That rima word. It always comes with an urgency 
that demands our immediate attention. God speaks to us by his word, the living word. Thank God, it's a living word. And every time we look into it, it takes on new life. It uh, reveals a new facet like we have never noticed before. The first thing God said to Abram is this. Do not be afraid. Fear not. You see, God knows what's going on in your heart. And he knows what is troubling you and what is your concern. He knew what was Abram's concern. So he came over to him, fear not. I mean, in fact, you know, there are so many places in the Bible where God says, fear not. Someone said that they counted at least 366 fear nots in the Bible, one for every single day. And in case there is a leap year, every single day in the leap year. So fear not, he's saying to you tonight. You could embrace that as yours. God is saying to you, fear not. The armies you defeated yesterday will assail you no more. The victory you won last week is just as good this week. The Egyptians you saw yesterday, you shall see them again no more. If we may uh, jump forward a little bit to um, Moses and Egypt. Abram, I say to you, fear not. The word of the Lord came to him, giving him full assurance, boldness, courage, confidence, and strength. The Lord didn't stop. Thank God for the uh, fear not aspect. Fear is something internal. Fear works on the inside. And fear could paralyze us sometimes, even our movements. But the Lord has not given to us the spirit of fear. That spirit came from somewhere else. In Genesis 15 and 1, we continue, the Lord said, I am your shield. Whereas the word fear not supplied inner strength to Abram, God, being a shield to Abram now, provided outer protection. No attack could assail him while the Almighty is his shield. What a word Abram received that day when there was the possibility of an attack from the military of the day. The Lord says, Abram, I am your shield. I cannot help but think of that word in Psalms 3 and verse number 3 where it says, a modern songwriter uh, put it this way, Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you're the lifter of my head. Abram was safe and secure, abiding in the, under the shadow of the Almighty, leaning on the everlasting arms, safe and secure from all alarm. Word came from heaven that the angel of the Lord encamped round about him, surely. In God's operation, faith was speaking and saying to Abram that the Almighty had placed a hedge 
him, a wall of fire about him. Abraham, about Abraham, none could dare break that hedge or extinguish those flames set by heaven above. Abraham, you are sealed in by my shield, said the Lord, great and mighty. Abraham, you are well protected. You are immune to any successful attack. The enemy may try because the record says the devil goes about as a roaring lion. That's the most he could do. He cannot touch you unless God gives him the permission. Fear not. I am your shield. And at the same time, I am your exceeding great reward. The passage continues. I am exceptionally wealthy, the Lord is saying. I am yours. You have a very rich protector and defender. You will be around and fully benefit from the resources I have had in store for you. And I have those resources and benefits in my hand. Simply astounding as we think about it. I am your exceeding great reward. Can we have reminding ourselves now that God is a rewarder? In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse number 6, the Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He will not allow you to outgive him. He will owe no man anything. You are faithful and devoted in your service to him, and he will both much and surpass your favors to him. For I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. First Corinthians two nine. In Ephesians two and seven we see our heavenly Father is anxiously waiting to show us the exceeding greatness of his riches and kindness to us who believe Ephesians 2 and 7 and then Ephesians 1 and 18 the scriptures speak of the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints brethren this God that we are serving will not allow you to labor unrewarded. He will find ways and means of rewarding you and paying you. You say, but I've been waiting a long time and I haven't seen anything yet. The fact that you have breath in your body is a, a, a token of the fact that God has rewarded you with life and the greater blessing is yet to come. Abraham, your inheritance is greater than you could imagine. And 
so is it for every believer in Christ. This word could not have come at a more appropriate time and season for Abraham. He had just won a surprisingly great victory. So the Lord says, Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield. I am your reward. Your exceeding great reward. Abram immediately latched on to the reward aspect of God's statement and put in his request for something that was secretly bothering him for quite some time. He and Sarai, that was her name before the change came, he and Sarah were so far childless, eternal, almighty rewarder, would you please do something about this, my situation, Abraham may have said. Otherwise, my slave Eliezer and his children would inherit everything I own. Please, my eternal rewarder, don't let this happen to us. In accordance with my name, Father of a Nation, let me indeed become the father of a nation. And in chapter 17 and round about verse number 5, God was making him, about to make him, a father of many nations. The great shield and rewarder quickly responded, No, Abraham, I cannot let your servant inherit your resources because you will be blessed with offsprings as great in number as the stars in the heavens, countless numbers. You will be blessed. You will become great. You, your descendants will fill the earth. And friends, this was not idle talk. Oh, you say, the Jewish people are not that great in number and have never been great in number. They've been, as it were, the fewest people. But, wait a minute. Many do not remember that the Savior of the whole white world was born of God coming into the world through a Jewish woman, Mary one of the daughters of Abraham, so that every believer in Christ, dead, alive, and yet to be born, can claim that Jesus is their brother. That, that makes believers of every age, spiritual sons and daughters of Abraham. Every Christian, every believer is a spiritual son or daughter of Abraham. And don't forget that Abraham had a son by the name of Ishmael. And he was born from an Egyptian connection, Hagar. And he has connections with multitudes of Arab people and nations. That Ishmael. And I say to you, if you count the Muslims, 
understanding, man justified, approved, fully qualified, fit for my purpose and my program. God's stamp of approval was put on the life and all the future of this man, Abram, and all that pertained to him. Abram was selected by God, approved by God, blessed by God, and chosen by God because Abram believed God. And all who believe God bring pleasure to him. For the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you want to please God? Believe in him. Hallelujah. Faith puts you in a category of God pleasers, Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, I repeat, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, God is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we do not believe what God says, we displease God. So keep on believing. Keep on doing what the Word says and following what the Word says and obeying God. Lord, help me to please you at all times. You are my shield and my exceeding great reward. Like Abraham, I will trust you now. Lord, I do believe the just shall live by their faith. When the word of the Lord came to Abram saying, Fear not, I am your shield, and I am your exceeding great reward. Abram believed God, and based on that belief, God certified him righteous. That is righteous in God's sight. Today, believers are covered over by the blood of of righteousness, the precious blood of the Lamb. If we walk in the light, John says, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. First John 1, 7-9. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, Romans 6 and 1. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5 and 1. Abram believed God and God was pleased. Faith, or rather fear, insecurity, and hopelessness are all now cancelled, removed, rendered null and void expunged from the mind, heart, and spirit because we believe 
because we believe the Almighty has done it again and done it for us. Abraham believed and God credited him a righteous man. Abraham was being guided by God from his birthplace in Ur of the Chaldees to Haran where his father settled and eventually died and now Abram having moved from Haran enters the land of Canaan the land of promise God had brought him a mighty long way without Abram knowing that God was moving in a particular plan, a particular pattern. And what is our life? Many of us have been uprooted from places far and near, from one continent to another, one city to another, one state to another, but God knows what he's doing, don't you think? He knows what he's doing. Even so, God, as he had a plan for Abraham, he has a plan for you and for me. You are not where you are now by accident or by chance. There is something you must do for God right where you are. May the word of the Lord come to you as it came to Abraham. May the Lord show you the place you must fill, the service you must render, the lives you must touch, and the ministry he has appointed for you to do for those that you come across. Be not idle. Whatsoever your hand findeth to do, do it with all your might. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Jesus said in Luke 19 and 13, Occupy till I come. Keep busy, get busy. Start doing something for Jesus. The old song used to say, I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus when he has done so much for me? When the word of the Lord came to Abraham, he could not conceive the great and precious things God had in store for him, for his family, and for this whole wide world. And thank God, Abram believed. This word has come to you tonight from Genesis 15, 1 to 7, telling you to fear not that the Almighty God is your shield and that He is also your exceeding great reward. Is this too big for you to believe and to embrace? No, friend. We embrace it with a wide, open heart. Fear not. I am your shield, says the Lord. I am your exceeding great reward. You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. When you embrace Jesus as Lord and Savior. Let us spend a moment in prayer. Father, we thank you that you have delivered us from the spirit of fear. We think of Job who said, the thing I feared has come upon me. But O oh Lord, we bind that
song in mind. And like the psalmist, we say, what time I'm afraid I will trust in the Lord. Or better still, we say, I will trust and never be afraid. For you are my shield. You are my hiding place. You are my strong tower. Thank you for everyone online tonight. Everyone within the hearing of our voice. Bless them. Strengthen them. Deliver them. Meet their every need. Break every chain. Loose them from every feather. Make the way clear before them. Remove darkness from them and let the light of your presence now shine on their behalf. We pray for those who are lonely tonight. We pray for those, Lord, who are traveling the lonely road. We ask that you will let them know they're not alone, but you are with them. In Jesus' name, praise God. We thank you, friends.